So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about um, how to get your power back from being, well, encountering emotional and mental abuse. I really don't want to talk about this and I really don't want to do this podcast because it really hits a nerve, but it's fine. And I'll tell you why I'm going to do it is because the majority of my callers all kind of say the same thing, you know, um, and it's heartbreaking, to be honest. It's heartbreaking that we have got to a point in society where we are, um, you know, responsible for people who abuse us. Like, what the fuck? So look, mental abuse is, um, I have a feeling my speech is going to be quite bad in this one, as in kind of, I'm not going to get my words out because it's so emotional for me. But anyway, ugh. right, so mentally, it's when um, it, things don't make sense. Actions and words don't match up. There's confusion there's gaslighting, there's verbal stuff, you know, it's like you this, you that, well, you don't understand, oh thanks, am I thick, you know, so it's always um, a dialogue um, and it's always on the negative side, it's consistent. Now the problem with consistent negative dialogue is that it will hurt you and rot you from the inside out. Now, I think I've told you this before, in the States they did an experiment where they put one plant in one a fish tank thing with a hole in it and another plant in a fish tank with another hole in it and they spoke bad words to one and positive words to the other one the one with bad words died so yeah if you're with someone who kind of keeps blaming you for stuff and you're not good enough yet they're still with you it's like go figure you know if I'm that bad why are you still with me but it's things like um what they're going to do to you threats um you know, just shit like that. Well, first of all, what I do want to say, are these people are fucking crazy. They're ugly on the inside and out. They're repugnantly spoilt. They have no self-control. They have no elegance whatsoever or grace or class. They're just saying what they feel from the perspective of their sad little emotions. That's what they're doing, right? And I know from a spiritual perspective, I should be have a lot more compassion. I really don't. Because these people, some point in their life, they would have had feedback. Some point in their life, someone outside of their family or whoever spoiled them would have said, oh, I don't like that behavior or I don't like that. And they chose to continue it. So therefore, KQ has absolutely no compassion for you, <laughs> simple as, you know. Now, the other one is the emotional abuse. Now, this is terrible because you can't see it, you can't hear it, but you can feel it. Now, feelings are a reaction and feelings are a, a warning sign. They're very confusing things. They have no brain, basically. So, and they can interpret so I tell you why it's terrible is because how someone makes you feel, if you feel bad, you have to kind of take ownership of that. And you have to kind of say, oh, well, on some kind of subconscious level, well, I must be the problem because I'm too sensitive. Or I must be the problem because I felt it that way. But you're saying that you didn't mean it that way. Oh, <gasps> Honestly, hang on, let me have a coffee because this is going to get juicy. Mm. So anyway, I am not a fan of any kind of abuse, obviously, but these two really hit home. So the emotional one 
can get you to a point where you've just you've just shut down. You're cold. <laughs> you just you know. I'm probably going to fit in this bracket if I'm honest. No, I'm not cold. I'm warm, but I can flip a switch. Um, in in the sense of not psychopathic, but in the sense of um, when did I do it last? It was oh yeah, someone went for my friend and I just flipped my switch. I went cold, you know, and it's um, years of practice. So the good thing about emotional abuse is that you build a lot of tools and you get really resilient and you get really tough. You do. You can literally, you have the confidence of, like everyone wants your confidence and they're like, how did you get that confident? And you're like, you would not believe it. <laughs> so it's good if you can not be destroyed by the fucking thing. So if you can really grow that backbone, um, you, you're going to be a powerhouse. You're going to be completely um, non-compromising. This is this is brilliant, you know. So you've got an opportunity here to kind of really learn from it. So emotional abuse can leave you really paralyzed. And your head and your heart will be t saying two different things. They'll be very confused by each other. They'll be one minute you feel unsafe, next minute you feel a lot of shame. Um, emotional and psychological abuse can be bullying as well. So I see it a lot in teenagers and young kids who are bullied. They're just made to feel like they're not good enough because of whatever, whatever the excuse. I'm sorry, but unless you are a murderer or an abuser, then you're amazing. You've done nothing wrong. Okay. So please know that it's not a you problem. So who does this shit? I tell you who does this shit. Very arrogant uh, very damaged people because there is this kind of sense that we must offer compassion because they're damaged too. I look at it from an operational standpoint, from the fact that if they are doing bad things, if I was a five-year-old doing bad things, I would be, get disciplined. So if you're an adult doing bad things, what, I've got to offer you compassion? I don't fucking think so. Like It's even worse when you're an adult because actually you should have had that training and you should know better and take responsibility for self. So there you go. People who do this don't take responsibility for themselves. They are, um, you know, just bitter, twisted, um, you know, manipulative. And, um, you know, how they got that way, I don't care. You're that way, change, you know. So when you're on the receiving end of this shit, fucking hell, it's horrible. It's horrible because your mind is getting skewed up your feelings are getting skewed up so guess what you lose faith in yourself because you don't know anymore that instinct you've lost faith in your gut you don't know anymore do you know how many calls I take around people who are being messed around with by their partners like they're hot and cold sometimes they answer the phone sometimes they don't um they are control freaks they gaslight they manipulate and the poor caller who who talks to me I said, what's your gut instinct say? And they don't know because they've lost their gut instinct because of the drama, you know. So if you can avoid being around these people and everything moving forward, please do. Okay. Just they're not worth it. I always think that when you try and help someone up, if you lean down to pull them up, you ain't coming back up. You're going down. They will pull you down. You know, so... I always feel if you want to help people, you have to become an inspiration. So you keep doing your life and people will watch you and be inspired by it. 
don't lean in and help people you know unless you want to give a kidney away or something <laughs> but you know don't lean in and do things for people because well why are they not doing it themselves you know we live in an amazing world at the moment where we have information at our fingertips we can we we can get tools about physically mentally emotionally changing ourselves if we really want to we have spiritual knowledge about surrendering and you know um shifting ourselves to a higher frequency we have all this knowledge so if someone isn't doing it or seeking the truth or seeking that information don't help them they don't want to they don't want help they want attention okay hang on just going to take a sip now then psychological and emotional abuse like anything really tends to be some kind of attention seeking strategy for the other person to dominate control express um, and do it in such an abhorrent ridiculous childish way that a mere conversation doesn't you know can't be had you know they've got to do all this shit so do you really want to be with someone like that no I don't think you do now your next question is but we have a connection you will have a number of soulmates you will have a number of twin flames come into your life if you only had one soulmate and that person was of the same sex or that person was a monk and for some reason you couldn't pursue that or you didn't want to and this monk couldn't pursue you then you're screwed right you're like oh thanks for that my one soulmate has decided to evacuate to the hills of the Himalayas and become a monk and so I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life that's not how it works okay so you're going to have a lot of connections so your job is to navigate which connection is better for this timeline and this lifestyle li lifetime. So if you have a connection with someone and they are amazing and they're great, but it's not as sparky and not as much fireworks and thrills as the one that is a little bit toxic, I would suggest going for the calmer one because love grows and love can be consistent and quiet. You don't have to you don't have to be dramatic, you know. So that's one reason why you might be pulled into this crap. Um, another reason will be you might not have a choice. So you might be growing up in it or you might be living in it and you can't find a way out. My advice is unless you're in prison on a life sentence, there is a tiny, tiny little bit of hope that you can get out of this. You might need to cut your family off. You might need to, you know, definitely if you're in kind of some uh, very strict family construct, you know, you might need to walk away from it. But you have to choose ultimately your self-worth and your mental health, you know, over the chaos and the debilitation of these behaviours. Ultimately, you have to get to a decision where you're going to save yourself and you're going to lose everything in the process. And you're going to have to take one hell of a risk. Is that wor risk wor worth it? Everyone I've spoke to have done that haven't never looked back. Never looked back. You know, it, they've had the best time. They're living an amazing, deep life. They have confidence like you wouldn't believe and they have skills because they've had to do that. So... My heart breaks if you're listening to this and, and you're just confused and you're fed up of someone's behavior and you're 
fed up of feeling gaslighted and you're fed up of feeling fed up, you know, and you're tired, my heart breaks. You know, you shouldn't ever feel like this. In life, you should never feel like this. Every day you should wake up with gratitude and, and a smile on your face and like, okay, well, what next? You know, this is amazing journey. If you can't get out of bed and you're beaten down, my, oh my gosh. So look, this is what we're going to do. If you're prepared to do it and you want to live your life the way you want to live it and you can't live the rest of your days like this, like this is just a painful life if you do this and it's shit and there's no guarantee you're going to find love at the end of it because these people don't love you. You're a servant to them, you know. So if you want to experience life and you want to experience love from which this is why you are here, so if you decide to stay where you are in the relationship or dynamic that you're in or the family dynamic that you're in, you will keep getting a heartache and need to want to live and love. So it's going to be a constant tap on your shoulder because ultimately that's the contract. You can keep saying, no, I can't. I'm in a family situation. I can't get out of it. No, I can't. I can't. But it will haunt you. It will circulate you because this is why you're here. It won't leave you alone. That desire, that pull you know, to experience, you know, to have life and love pumping through your veins will not go away. So look, you're going to need bravery. You're going to need to be secretive while you plan this life. You can't tell people, you can't fucking tell people the escape plan. You know, you can't tell people what you're planning to do. They'll ruin it. You know, they've ruined you so far. You've got to be clever, you've got to be wise, okay? So you've got to be two people right now. You've got to go into survival mode. One half of you has got a plan, it's got to be meticulous, and you've got to be absorbing people around you who have done it. Get inspired, get ready to escape. But you can do it, okay? And your life will never be the same in a really, really delicious way. And honestly, with my hand on my heart, you will never look back. You might not have anywhere to live. You might not have any any money in the bank. So let's get to work. Let's get some money in the bank. Let's create a new bank account. Let's start looking at living situations. Let's start being friends with people who can help us. Let's start being friends secretively. Let's start being friends with people who have resources and tear them up front so that they think you're not using them, right? So tell them, look, this is my situation. I don't know how to get out of it. Can you help me? That person will spring into action and be like, this is what you need to do. Okay, so a network is really, really important. So if you're thinking I'm being a bit dramatic, I'm actually not. This is how it spirals. You know, I take calls all the time. around. Oh, I think I'm going to sneeze. I don't know how to press pause. Oh, well, never mind. Um, I get, I take calls all the time where people are dismissing really bad behavior in a relationship. They're like, oh, no, well, they're not that bad. No, nah, they're not that bad. A year later, I'll take the same caller and they're like, you know, it's really bad and my confidence is... And then a year later, half the person they used to be no money in the bank, feeling trapped, and no friends, and they've been abused. Hang on, let me take a coffee. Because I want you to think of it like this. 
whatever you're doing, whatever your actions are now, today, in this moment, that's the trajectory that you are on. So it will unfold, it will unfold, it will unfold. That's why when something good happens to you, another good thing happens to you, another good thing happens to you. That's why when a little dickhead comes into your life, they ruin it, they ruin it, they keep ruining it and it gets worse. So when you're with someone in those early stages, and yes, they'll love bomb you and make you feel amazing. Exactly why you shouldn't need love bombing. Okay, you've got to work on yourself because there's an element to you that allowed this. So if you're insecure or your family dynamic has told you that you're a little princess and that you should be adored, and quite honestly, someone comes along and they're adoring you, then you're going to be like, oh, that matches. Nah. Nah. True love is quiet. True love is consistent. True love is solid and it's polite and it's kind. And they and they take accountability. They say, you know what? I am really sorry I hurt you. I didn't mean to. Okay, let me make it right. They don't go, you're this, you're that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to kill you. They don't do that. that. That's weird. Okay. So whatever trajectory you're on whatever you've just signed into that's a contract you've just made an emotional psychological and spiritual contract it's going to unfold so if that person is negative it's going to keep getting negative if that person is positive it's going to keep getting positive okay so there's something around you that you have attracted that and allowed that and it could be your familiar because marissa peer i wanted to check her out on youtube she talks about the familiar how you will lean into what's familiar Hence, why at 41, <laughs> I have literally just figured out why every single relationship I've had has been abusive. And I'm like, nice. Because, well, it's familiar. One led to another, led to another. So anyway, so you have to get in a position where you want to live and you want to love and you want to be happy. Because if you're listening to this and we're 17 minutes in now, well, 18, 18 minutes in now, if you're kind of like listening to this thinking, you know what, I'm at, I feel like something's missing. I'm not stable. I'm not happy. I haven't been happy for ages. Then you've been through the wars. Quite honestly, you've been going through something which is not right, you know. So have a think, have a think about who you want to be. Have a think about what future you want, you know. Clearing people out of your life, getting realigned to just solid people and getting on that trajectory where another positive thing happens, another positive thing happens and another positive thing happens, you know. You can't live your life living half a life that is shit and unhappy. You can't. There's a solution out there somewhere. Even if you can't see it or hear it or feel it, a solution will pop up. Okay. Work with spirit. Work, reach out and say, look, I need this. I need this. Spirit wants to work with you. Let me tell you a story about how spirit works. So I've written this in my new book, actually. There's an example in there. And the I knew a friend and she was fucking miserable. <laughs> And I said to her, like, I should, I'm not laughing at the fact she's miserable. I'm laughing at the fact that, you know, just the conversations that we used to have. And um, she's really sweet. And she said, you know what, Katie, I'm miserable. And I said, I know, I can see it. Every time we meet up, your face looks like a smacked ass. Like, what's going on? 
She goes, I live with absolute pigs. The like flat is horrendous and all this. This was like about how many years ago was it? About seven years ago. And I said, um, all right. And she says, but I'm doing the um, vision boards. I'm doing the meditation. Nothing comes into play. Like nothing is happening. And I says, how do you feel doing those? And she says, well, I feel worse. And I said, why do you feel worse? And she said, basically, the distance between me and what I want is so big that it's almost unachievable. And I'm getting really frustrated because then I, you know, log into my bank. And, you know, and I've got this, you know, thing that I want. And I look at my bank and it's not there. And it doesn't matter how much I try and go, no, it'll come, it'll come. It's still in the distance. And I said, right, okay. Well, that makes sense. It's something that I've heard regularly, right? So I said, tell me about your vision board. What's on your vision board? And she says, well, I've just got a lot of happiness around my vision board. And, you know, I've got like a home on my vision board. And um, I've put loads of new things that I want, you know. But then, so I said, so you want a new home? She said, yeah, I can't, I can't keep living where I'm living. They're fucking horrible. And I said, right, okay, let's have a look then. So I said, so your dream is stuck on a notice board in your room. And she said, yeah. And I said, right, okay, cool. So you want a new you want a new home. Okay, fine. Um Right, when I said, let, let's think this through. Okay, so hang on. So your happiness is in a new home. She went, Yeah, yeah. And I says, right. But why don't you just go and get this new home? She went, well, I can't afford it. And, you know, where I live is super cheap. And, you know, it's by everything. I've been there so long. It's by all my friends and all my work and everything. And I said, oh, right, okay, okay. So what I figured with her is that the action, she wouldn't take the action. There was a lot of fear around, well, if I move, it's going to be more expensive. If I move, I'm going to move away from people. If I move, I'm going to move away from the job. Because she hadn't looped these um preconceptions in so she's got all this vision but it looked amazing i mean she's about ocd to be fair it was all very neat and um it had you know new toaster new sofa new everything but there was no action right so i said right okay i want you to do one thing one thing is missing from your vision board and she said all right yeah what's that and i said time there is no time on your vision board so it is in the distance because you haven't declared it and I said, so what month are we in now? And I think from memory, this was about January, right? Maybe end of December, January. And she said, oh, I just, I can't keep living where I'm living. I said, well, put a time on it. When do you want to be in this place? Went, oh, I can't move anytime soon. I said, shut up. <laughs> Seriously, zip it. When do you want, like, how many months can you keep living where you're living? And she went, oh, God, I, I just can't take another couple of months. So I said, so March then, yeah? She said, yeah. I said, right, what I want you to do is I want you to be walking around all day, every day, just going, I don't even give a shit. I'm out of there in March. And she says, really? I says, yep, just don't even care. Just keep saying, I don't give a shit. I'm out of there in March. I'm moving to my new place in March, so I don't give a shit. And I says, and then what I want you to do is behave like you're moving somewhere in March. So when you subscribe to something, like, well, actually cancel your subscriptions and don't subscribe to something because you're out of there in March. So what's the point? Don't buy anything new for your new pl for your for the place that you're living in because you're out of there in March. So why do you give a shit? And I says, and then you know, look around the area and just like I'm not investing in that because I don't care because I'm out of here in March. 
So I said, so you want to be thinking about March, you want time, time, right? And she went, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I saw her like literally a week later, if that. And um, she said, you're never going to believe what's happened. And I said, well, you know, I'm partial to a miracle, aren't I? So I said, I'll oh, go on then, what's, what's happened? And she said, well, we all got an email, like an eviction thing. Like the landlord is selling up. And I said, what? She said, I burst out laughing because I just knew it because she had added time, you see. So the universe said, oh, shit, I better get this order out. If you don't put a delivery date, it's not going to leave the warehouse, you know. So she said, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I said, we're going to move into your new home. She went, what home? I haven't got one. And um, so I says, it's OK, we'll spring into action, chill out. So we spent every day looking at these flats that were coming in. Do you know the... The irony is, I said, as long as you stay in a good mood and you laugh and you're like, and you take it with a pinch of salt, because the universe doesn't listen to words, it listens to vibration. So as long as you say to me, fuck it hell, this is a fag paper job, isn't it? My God, good job I always land on my feet. Your vibration, can you feel it? It's a little bit higher. So the universe will go, oh, she's in a good mood. Okay, we'll keep delivering. If you sit there for one second and go, oh, my God, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this and turn this around. Oh, my God, your vibration is a bit lower. Can you feel it? So the universe is going to go, oh, <laughs> yeah, let's make it more shit. <laughs> so I said, as long as you express yourself moving forward in a higher vibration, then things will unfold very quickly. So anyway, the I know, right, get your tea. So anyway, she kept applying for these places and. She says, oh, Katie, we met up again a couple of days after. She says, Katie, Katie, it's all going Pete Tong. And I said, don't get into that vibration. Laugh. Like, laugh it off. This is the good thing about sense of humour and the British sense of humour. We laugh at ourselves, okay? This is a dying thing, so we need to get it back. And she goes, wherever I'm looking, houses are being snapped up and rooms are being snapped up. And I said, right, what are you looking for? And she says, well... Because of the costs, I've been putting my search on, which will take me out of town. I said, do you want to go out of town? She went, no, not really. I said, so you're applying for things you don't want? She went, yeah. So I said, so the universe knows. So it's it's stopping it from, you know, from forming. And I said, and what else have you applied for? And she went, well, flat shares and it, nothing's coming through. Every time a, a room is available, I try and take it and then it's gone. Like, you know, it's it's mad. And I said, right, let's have a look at your vision board. I says, where on your vision board have you got a flat share that's out of town? She went, well, nowhere. I says, oh, your vision board says that you're living on yourself, by yourself. You've got all these nice things. I said, would you buy those nice things if you lived with others? She went, no. And I says, so you need to match your fucking vision board. You need to get, you know, you need to start looking at one-bed flats like in the area. She went, I can't afford it. I says, well, have you tried? So anyway, I sent her off to do her own work. She comes back. She goes, you're not going to believe this. And I says, I bet I will. So she finds a flat, one bed flat, at the same price as a room share in a flat outside of town. She went, I can't believe it. I've landed on my feet. I says, and there we go. So now she's living the dream that is exactly on her vision board. And she's got all those nice things because she designed it on the vision board and then she started doing the actions. The actions is time. Time is an action. It has to be done by then. And then your actions have to complement and match the vision board. 
don't be putting all these nice things and then saying, oh, well, I'm going to go and live in a caravan if the caravan isn't on the vision board, you see? So this is where it works. Design it, add time and add complementary actions. Simple as. And I said to her as well on the vision board, there was all these really nice clothes. And I said to her, to get into those clothes, you're going to have to pick up your exercise. That's your action. So she did. And she's got the nice clothes as well. So if you want to get out of a situation or you're feeling really bogged down and you're emotionally bruised, mentally fucking exhausted, I want to tell you two things. The first thing is that you are worth a hell of a lot more than this shit that you're in at the moment. Okay? So you have to live, a, You, I want you so bad to live a life. And I want you so bad to just love the best person there is and have them love you back. That's what I really, really would love to see with you. The second thing is that you can design it. You can design your exit plan. You can design a way out. Get yourself a really good network. Keep in touch with people who can help you with this. Keep in touch with honest people who shoot from the hip, say it how it is, because those ones are going to support you. People who are like, oh, hi, how you been? Oh, oh, how are you? Don't tell me that because I'm not that bothered. You know, those fake fuckers don't have anything to do with them because they ain't going to help you. They're out for themselves. Shoot from the hip, honest, say it how it is. Do you know why they're so amazing? It's because they don't waste your time. They say what they think. They tell you where you stand and you don't waste your time. How many times have you been in a friendship or a network where you think you have friends and then when it comes to down to the nitty gritty, you don't have any friends because they didn't show up. All along they were telling you who they were. They were like, oh, let's meet up. Didn't meet up. Oh, yeah, I'll give you a call. Never called you. You know, so it's like, mm, no. So go with the ones who are bold, strong, don't give a shit. Say it how it is. They don't waste your time. You don't have a lot of time and we never know when our time is up. So I suggest you fucking stop wasting it for starters and you start going, right, okay, what does what do I want my life to be? Personally, I've been around such toxic people for so fucking long that I just want an easy, peaceful, calm life with someone that I really care about and to enjoy every moment of it. So I have designed it that way and I don't chase people and if someone says, oh, let's meet up, and then I says, yeah, okay, you're free, and then they don't get back to me, you won't hear from me again. I ain't going to chase that. I ain't going to chase that. That's, uh, no, no thanks. You know, because I'm aware of time. You're wasting my time. I don't know what you want. Don't think you know what you want. But anyway, we're cool. So, you know, you've got to get in a position where you are fighting for yourself. And I know it's exhausting, and I know it's tiring, and I know it feels like a kick in the tit every single day when like you're just walking around you're meeting people and they're just using you they're awful their brains are the size of peas get realistic okay there's a big thing in the spiritual community where you've got to offer compassion to people all the time and when i i've seen too many repeat offenders to be honest and this is why why i'm where i'm at i've seen too many people you give an inch they take a mile you give an inch they take a mile you give an inch they take a mile before you know it five years down the line you're still with this person who's taking 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 and there's a fraction of you left like start seeing it from day one stop wasting your time this person is a dickhead they don't make me feel great 
they keep gaslighting me. You don't know what it feels like. You don't, well, of course I don't know what it feels like, but grow up, you know, have manners, be an adult. You know, when I'm going through turmoil, I I would never, ever say to one of my close friends, you don't know what it feels like and look for, I'm asking them to excuse my bad behavior. I would never do that. Never, because I respect them too much. And they wouldn't tolerate that shit. They would, they always keep me in line. But, you know, I'd say I'm going through a very difficult time. I don't know what to do. And they always lean in and go, right, let me help you. And they roll their sleeves up. They're pragmatic. They're practical. Right, let's, let's get going. If I, for once, said to them, you don't want to know what it's like. You know, it's like Christmas and birthday. I spend it on my own. I would never say to someone I care about, you don't know what it's like to spend birthdays on your own and not be celebrated. You don't know what it's like to not have a birthday. You know, that that's my problem, not theirs. So when you're surrounded by someone who does this all the time and weaponizing a tragedy in their life against you, not only are they trying to make you feel like the worst person on the planet for not understanding them, they are being so fucking childish and self-indulgent. Like, it's almost embarrassing, you know? So you really don't need this shit. You really don't need someone in your life who you care about. Like, you've been sucked in. Like, let's not deny this. And yes, there's a connection. But, you know, toxic love does exist. Where you may have felt a little bit, oh, I'm not too sure about this person. They would have pulled you in with all the games to the point where you're now convinced this person's your soulmate, but really you're just caught up in the toxic love. It's not love. Love isn't toxic. It's the drama. You're addicted to the drama. You convince yourself. So I'd start on hooking yourself and think better for yourself. Think better of yourself. Start seeing your attributes. Start seeing how amazing you are and start thinking, well, what good can I put in the world? How can I change someone's fucking life? You know, and be yourself. The amount of times I get told, oh, don't swear, stop swearing. Oh, you've got such a potty mouth. I'm going to keep swearing, thank you. I don't do it in an obnoxious way. It just buys me a bit of time while I get my words together. So, yeah, and it's so ingrained. My first word was a swear word. No word of a lie, it was. And um, yeah, it's just me, get over it. So surround yourself by people that you can be yourself, but they compliment you. You always want to do something that complements. The vision board must complement your behavior. Your behavior must complement the vision board. People around you must complement your positive attributes. Your your positive attributes must complement the people around you. I will not tolerate toxic people in my life. I won't tolerate it, you know. I had someone recently who was just, oh, God, they were exactly what I was describing, which is poor me. You don't know what it's like. I have this, this and this and this and this. All not diagnosed, by the way. I have dyspraxia. I have depression. I have anxiety. I have, um, what was that thing? Um, Aspergers. I have autism. Oh, it was a whole list. And I said, um, well, where's your diagnosis? Where's your professional diagnosis? Oh, no, I haven't got one. Oh, you mean you Googled the symptoms, thought, oh, I could get away with a lot of bad behavior doing it that way. And you did it. Mm. You know, I used to work in a mental health facility um, in Birmingham. And it's a very well known fact that people use mental health 
to better their chances of getting away with something. There was, and I'll be bold with this, a paedophile problem in one of the areas. Uh, I think it got exposed in the end. But the people who were um, responsible for it kept coming in saying voices told them to do it. The thing with voices is that you can't, obviously you've got to believe them because you can't discount it because you can't hear the voice, you know. And I've seen people as well. I worked in a factory and one of the lads told me, oh, yeah, I just keep telling them I've got a bad back to get out of certain shifts. And I says, well, and he says, yeah, I get paid for them shifts because I'm essentially I'm off the I'm on the sick. But when you go to the doctors, you see KE, they can't prove that you haven't got a bad back. So my point in telling you these stories is that people actually do fake shit to get away with their evil depravity and their manipulative ways so that they can get that short term satisfaction. So people do do these things. And I feel like there's this universal censorship where we can't actually admit this. Oh, no, no, people wouldn't do that. Oh, oh, no, no, no. You can't knock anyone who says they've got mental health. Mental health exists. I completely believe it. I worked in a mental health facility. I felt incredible compassion for people coming in. But it's a bit like... It's a bit like the gay scene. I used to work on the gay scene and I'm half in, half out. You know, I'm a bit, I don't know what my sexuality is. I date women and I date men, right? More women than men, I must admit. So whatever label, there's too many labels. So I'm part of the LGBTQIA plus community, right? And I've seen it. People come in, they're gay for five minutes. They cause absolute chaos on the scene. They want attention and they, and they come off. They have a bad relationship with a guy. They go on the gay scene. They want to try it with a girl. That's fine. They lie. They tell everyone that they're gay. They get away with it. They want attention. They come off again and they've left a trail of heartbroken women. You know? And and that breaks my heart because I'm part of that community and I see people all the time. You know, doing that. You know, people will go in and out of communities, in and out of um, mental health forums in and out of, you know, self-diagnosis, they will go in and out of things to get away with stuff. They do. People lie to themselves all the time. They'll even say, they'll, they'll even say, oh, no, no, I truly believe it. Like, I used to work in a gay bar and I used to say to my colleague, oh, that one's going to be gay for five minutes. She's had a bad relationship. She's coming here. She's looking for attention and then she'll be gone again. So she's using our community as, or he, um, as a quick fix um, solution to their feelings. So that's what you have to take on board is that there's a lot of people who like short satisfaction, instant gratification, and they're lying to themselves in that moment. If, oh, um, if I can do this, that it's going to make me feel better. And they'll lock into it and they'll convince themselves of it. But it's not necessarily true. And long term wise, it's not going to be true. So if you're in this toxic situation and you can't quite get your head around how someone might lie to you or mislead you, it's because they're thinking in terms of short satisfaction, you know, instant gratification. They're thinking short term and they're even convincing themselves of it. But the reason why I'm telling you these stories and they're real stories, so I'm not mocking something out of no experience. This comes from experience. So before anyone comes at me with this shit, 
It's coming from eye to eye experience. This is what I've seen. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. You know, people hijack communities all the time to better themselves. So if that's possible and that's a possibility, then know that the person you're with or the people that you're surrounded with, they are fobbing you off. They're fobbing themselves off the line to themselves. You know, people waste people's time. You know, people are in and out, hot and cold, up and down. People don't know what they're doing half the time. You know, so this is why you've got to be a bit more, uh, open your eyes, be a bit more wise. Open your eyes and just be like, yeah, actually, this person is going to be like literally flaky. This person doesn't know what they want. This person is blah, blah, blah. You know, so in, in a moment when someone is criticizing you and they're saying you this, you that, you that, they're looking for instant gratification to relieve themselves and make themselves feel better because they feel exposed. You know, do you want to be with someone like that? This person, instant gratification people can't be trusted because they look for instant gratification. This is the kind of person that will go on holiday and cheat on you because they were in the moment, you know. You know, please, for fuck's sake, think better of yourself and start to build long-term, lasting, solid experiences with long-term people, you know. Stop trying to kid yourself that the person you're with isn't lying to you when you know that they are. And don't try and figure it out. Often we add too much compassion. We go, oh, it's because he's got mummy issues or something. Um, no, not really. I mean, yeah, he's got mummy issues or she's got daddy issues or whatever. But they're just looking for a very quick fix to make themselves feel better. You do not feature in that quick fix, by the way, because it's all about them. So look, you've got to start thinking better of yourself. You've, you've got to get out of the situation that you're in. You've got to start healing. You know, you can't be using things. People use people in the same way they use things, in the same way they use substances. You know, all the time I hear, you know, oh, I'm just having a drink, it'll make me feel better. Oh, I'm just going to swap teams for a bit, it'll make me feel better. Oh, I'm just going to um, try and get away with this by declaring I have, you know, symptoms of that. That will kind of bide me a bit of time and that will make me feel better, you know. So don't be someone's, you know, feel better. Think better of yourself, you know. So anyway, look, mental health, uh, emotional exhaustion, you know, mental stress. It's just, you know, people bullshit, you know. Some don't, some do. But don't, don't get sucked in. Don't get sucked into their drama and their main character syndrome. What do you want that shit for? You know, it's not on. But look, uh, you know, I like to speak the truth and I like to say what I see. Everything that I tell you is from experience. So it's not an opinion. It's a fact. It's like this. I have seen this on a regular basis and I've seen this consistently. This is what's happened. I really don't like it doesn't sit well with me when People know about things and they're whispering among themselves, but then they don't report it or come forward. If there's a problem, there's a problem. It needs to be dealt with. It needs to come forward. That's why I tell you these stories because I'm like, this is what's happening. I'm seeing it with my own eyes, you know? You know, that half the problems with humanity is that most people just don't say what they see or stick up for you or, or say there's a problem. You know, how do problems get fixed if no one's saying anything? So look, anyway, love you loads. I really hope you get out of the situation that you're in. 
I really hope that you start to feel better. And I really hope that you start to get wise to the fact that the person that you're with or the or people that you're surrounded with are lying to you and they're lying to themselves. So they believe it themselves, but it's bullshit. Okay, you deserve so much better. Life is very easy and content when you assign yourself to an easy and content life. Okay, so gotta go. Bye.